How far behind is Canada when it comes to national security? Well, recent events would definitely suggest that we have a lot of work to do because the world out there is changing fast. And Ottawa's response to this latest controversy has shown that it's actually pretty slow. Joining us now to talk more about this is Vincent Rigby, former National Security and Intelligence Advisor to the Prime Minister. Vincent, thank you for being back with us. Thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure. There have been quite a few developments since we last talked to you. We've, we saw the press conference from the Prime Minister. So what do you make of these latest moves to try to tackle this foreign interference issue? I think one of the problems with the whole issue over foreign interference right now and so many other national security issues that are popping up on the radar screen of the government is it's quite, it's quite tactical. And so the foreign interference issue that's out there right now has become a political football. It's, it's very politicized. Everyone's sniping at one another and looking for opportunities to score political points, but no one is really approaching this strategically. And um, the fact of the matter is that China is doing all kinds of things right now. We've seen it with respect to foreign interference. They conduct espionage. They steal intellectual property. They send spy balloons over the United States. And so, um, Canada, I think, needs to wake up a little bit and realize that there has been this very, very large tectonic shift in the global landscape and that rising tensions between the West and, uh, and China and Russia are serious, very serious, and that we can't stand on the sidelines. We have to, we have to get engaged. We have to approach this strategically about how we're going to play in this bigger game. Okay, what do you mean by strategically? Well, again... Uh, we don't have a national security strategy. We have no framework right now for dealing with the security challenges that are out there. We haven't had one since 2004, which is kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. 20 years since we've had any kind of government strategy to deal with these, these kinds of issues. And so what's happening right now is that every time a crisis pops up, whether it's foreign interference or whether it's a, it's a, it's a spy balloon or whether it's, it's something else, we deal with these things in a very piecemeal fashion. So you saw the government's response on Monday with the prime minister's announcement that we're going to have a bunch of reviews and a special rapporteur, and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Um, that to me is a, is a tactical response to a much, much more serious problem. We need a, a national security strategy. We need a strategy to address hostile state activities from countries like China and Russia so that we can pull all this together. And it doesn't need to be just, it shouldn't just be whole of government. It needs to be whole of Canada. We need to be working with the provinces, with the territories, with the private sector, with civil society. This is a big, big change we're seeing in the world right now. And it's not business as usual. So when you were in that position, then, can you give us an idea of how it is Canada does deal with these kinds of situations? Is it piecemeal? Is it that we're just going to deal with these things as they come up? Well, I think that's part of the problem. Um, you can be responsive and you can wait for these things to happen or you can try and get ahead of the power curve, so to speak, and you can start to think strategically and holistically about, okay, these are the shifting trends in the world right now. How are we going to respond to them? And so I've been saying publicly uh, since I left the job that it would be really nice if we had a cabinet committee on national security chaired by the prime minister that met on a regular basis and that got regular intelligence briefings um, met every couple of weeks and, and thought about these things and talked about the threats and could see them looming in the distance and, and again, try and get ahead of them. Every single country in the Five Eyes Intelligence Partnership, and I believe in the G7 as well, has a body like this 
where there's coordination and where the prime minister is on top of these things, getting briefed with other key ministers. Um, otherwise, um, if you don't have that sort of holistic strategy to this, and you're not in constant response. Well, this, this is what you get. Right. You, you get piecemeal stuff. You get the government reacting to crises and then and then it becomes a political football, as I said earlier. OK, so if every other G7 country or Five Eyes country has this and we don't like, why is that? Was there historically a reason why Canada didn't go down that path? Well, I've been saying for a while and, and I experienced it and you could probably say that maybe I was part of the problem. I don't I don't know. I certainly did my best in government. But there's a there's a culture issue here in Canada when it comes to national security. We don't take it as seriously as a lot of other countries. And uh, I've often said that's partly because we're a neighbor of the United States yeah. and we tend to assume that the U.S. is going to take care of us. I also think we've never had a 9-11 moment like the United States had or the U.K. has had uh threats that have manifested themselves in very violent ways, uh, terrorist attacks, et cetera. They've gone through numerous wars. I mean, we've always been there when, when push comes to shove in terms of responding to, to major international crises and events. But in terms of having something happen on our soil uh, and really open up our eyes, it, it, it hasn't really happened. So we've become a little bit complacent. And um, those days of complacency, in my view, have to have to have to finish right right now. And we're seeing this every day with these with these various crises that are that are popping up. Also, you mentioned 9-11 there. I think that's so important because post 9-11, certainly there was a lot more effort made to tie our security to the United States. And perhaps that did make us feel like we didn't need to work independently of that. Well, there was some. Again, that, that's 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 what I'm saying. We 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 had a crisis. We had yeah. 9-11, these horrific terrorist attacks in the United States, and then we all pulled together. Um, and and you know, for 10, 15 years, I think Canada pulled its weight in the fight against terrorism, deployed troops to Afghanistan. We lost a lot of lives, a lot of blood and treasure. Um, but are we going to wait for the next crisis? The the post 9/11 world is over. I mean, just like the Cold War finished and we had instability in the 1990s then we had 9-11 and we had 10-15 years of, of a fight against terrorism we've now got a shift to a world of great power rivalry again and in some respects it's more dangerous than the cold war because you've got now not just soviet union and the west but you've got russia china north korea iran um all of it mixed up together so are you going to wait for uh, events to happen. We've already had Ukraine happen. We should have opened up our eyes. What's the next one going to be? Is it going to be Taiwan? Is it going to be something in the South China Sea? Um, you can't you can't wait and then respond. And, you know, some of our public officials have been quite open that we're not ready, including the chief of the defense staff, who said that our military is not the military that we're going to need to confront these challenges. So um, we, we've got to get moving. Are we on that path with all with everything that's gone on the last couple of weeks? Or do you just see this as, as you put it, like it's just a political situation now? Well, I, I think, again, we're, we're still too much into response mode. And, and this stuff, to me, is it, it's all tactical stuff when it comes to um, election interference and, and, and foreign interference. It's, it's important stuff, but it's, it's a very small piece of the overall puzzle. So I go back to my point at the beginning. Um, we need to be more strategic. To answer your question, no, I, I don't think we're, we're there yet. We need to do a, a lot more. Um, governments, not just this government, but future governments are going to have to make national security a priority. I don't think it is a priority right now. It becomes a priority when when stuff hits the fan, if I can yeah. put it that way. But we shouldn't be waiting for that to happen, because I can tell you bad stuff is going to happen. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. China is not going to disappear. This could be the world that we live in for the next 20 or 30 years.
Um, so wake up. Let's let's get ready to, to, to do what we need to do both at home in North America with the United States, as we saw with the balloons and NORAD and making sure that's ready to, to um, respond to threats. And then internationally, beyond our, our the North American continent, uh, what we do potentially in Europe, Indo-Pacific, do we have the tools to, to potentially deploy troops um, in, a, in a very dangerous situation? And I'm not sure we do right now. Vincent, thank you for your time. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me again. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.